Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to an episode of I'll Buy the Popcorn. <laughs> I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we have a special guest. His name is Paolo. Yo! He's, he's also a uh, film aficionado. Aficionado. Training to be an actor at NYU, so that's pretty exciting. And Alessandra's brother. I don't know <laughs> if that's important, but I think it is. No, it's important. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to talk about La La Land, which we all just saw last night. Polly saw it last week, and then again mm-hmm. last night with so, us. two times for me. And I really like this movie, generally. Um. I, I, like, the, I like the director. <laughs> Yes, Damien I really, Chazelle. Yeah, I've been enjoying his his stuff right now. I think I need to look. I need to look more into what he's. Yeah, got. he's. Uh, I think this movie has quickly made him. And I was saying this the other day. I think it's quickly made him the one of the hottest directors in Hollywood now. I mean, uh, nobody's making films like him, and nobody is doing as good of a job as he is. And uh, well, I think the guy, the guy who did Birdman and Revenants, also well, yeah, did get exactly. a lot of and buzz. Too, of course. Yeah, but yeah. he's been around for a long time. I'm just yeah. saying this guy is really up and coming. So do you he's think that Damien 20s. is going to get a um, best director? I think he's going to get nomination. I think he's going to. I think La La Land's going to get nominated for everything, and it's going to win the most. You, you think so? I think it's going to win best picture. I I love I love this movie. I think it's one of the best movies. Of the, of the year, if not the best, and it's one of my already become one of my favorite movies. So this movie is about musicians and actors living in Los Angeles, and I well, think that I mean, you, yeah. because you are both of those things, you really connected to this movie. Yeah, and it's and I like it not just because I connect to it because it's it's you can't deny that uh, someone like me and a person of my dreams and the quality of my dreams and whatnot. I mean, that really mirrors this movie, but it's just also such a beautifully shot film with such a, a clear homage to, to a type of film that has since really gone extinct and is, mm. is essential to the film's message and to film history as a whole. Of course, like this movie has an homage to many musicals, many movie musicals, and Especially, really just the old, you know, 1950s yeah, cinema, Technicolor, 1950s, yeah. you know, and, and kind of the the dreaminess of La La Land, of Hollywood from the 1920s to the 1960s in that period, that golden period yeah. in between. And, and, and it's so clear in its, in its depiction of it, but also clear in that how it can never really be achieved anymore. That's true. Because there was, it was kind of, Things it was are golden. Things yeah. And now we live in a world in which those dreams are, are, are not attainable the way they were back then. And I think that's even and, even very equal when, um, what's his name from, uh, John Legend says to 
uh, Ryan Gosling's character, he says, you know, the, who's going to listen to jazz as it is now? You have to update it for the young people. Yeah, you have to I mean, it's... It. Because it's going to die if you, if you just hold on to it the way it is. And then he's kind of like, the, that's, okay, but... but... The, the, the problem with that, I, that's, you know, it's... It's just the, the, the funny part about jazz in that movie is that no one's going to save jazz. No one's going to save it, and it's not going to die. No, I don't think it's going to die. I just, I don't think what yeah. he was saying was very true. Like, I don't think nobody's going to like jazz. I think people no, still exactly. like jazz, jazz and people jazz still play jazz. Die. So I don't know, maybe that was just kind but of But it's like... never going to be the way it was 70 years ago. Well, and I also think that updating jazz for a new demographic... Is not jazz. Is, is yeah, not that's jazz. not jazz. the same, you're right. I mean, it could, it totally it could have jazz inspirations and jazz mm -hmm. influences mm -hmm. and... Mm -hmm. But it it's still won't. It, yeah, it'd It'll be, be something it'd be something else. completely different. It wouldn't be jazz. So well, I mean, pop music nowadays is all derived from jazz anyway. Well, I mean, rock it's, music is derived. No, from rock, jazz. Is like, derived rock from is jazz. derived from it's, the blues. I mean, you you just yeah. like everything. But it still becomes something different. Of course, it's totally course. it's a totally different thing. Um, well, I mean, I was I was reading. I mean, I've been reading a lot of articles about La La Land, and one of the biggest complaints is about the fact that they have Ryan Gosling, a white guy depicted mm -hmm. as like a hero who is saving yeah. jazz yeah and it's he's a i mean it's that's not his to save it's it's you know it's very much a black tradition it's come from black america i wouldn't and call ryan gosling a hero exactly he's like, i mean he's, they, like, no. he's not well he, he just, doesn't save jazz no and he just he likes he's like an lot. underdog he, he's kind of he's just a really good piano player exactly he well, much, I mean, and, he, and he just has he just has a hobby that he really enjoys and that he tries to put onto profit. other people yeah and like well, yeah. that's, I mean, I think that's, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of uh, trying to, really trying to to take down the movie for it because uh, so many movies are getting the diversity wrong. So many movies are getting that wrong and so many movies are having Matt Damon save the Great Wall of China, you know, a white guy save right. what is, it is actually not his to save, but it's like, oh, nobody else can do it but the white guy, which... That's what people are saying about La La Land, about that. It's it's their two excuse white and their that it's, it's about two white people and that it completely ignores the diversity and that you have John Legend as a, as a, as a kind of a sick excuse of, 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 right. he, kind of jazz belongs to him now and he's a bit of the antagonist right. because he's trying to modernize it and he's trying to white -ify it. Yeah, that's true. Which is, I mean, I think that point is valid. I think that, like... It's kind of interesting that they have John Legend, the guy who has, I mean, turned R&B into pop. Right. Be the man who is changing jazz into pop. Yeah. And that's a little, maybe they could have, could have casted somebody a little better, but I like the idea that it's, it's, you, that's, it's something that is like beyond save your, but mm -hmm. I don't think Ryan Gosling saves jazz at all in this movie. I think he is a passionate musician. Mm -hmm. Music is not something to be saved. There's, It's not going to die. And I think the issue that I have with people complaining about diversity in this movie is that you're missing the scope of it. Uh, it is about two people. And if you... The two people, whether regardless of the fact that they're white, I, I mean, it's it's... There are... Nothing in this movie is about anything besides the two people. No, that's true. It's it's very the it's scope very of it is so specifically he, about the those two people that I think complaining about diversity is a little. You're picking the wrong movie to complain about. Yeah, I I didn't even. Really Whereas you know if you if you have a movie that's like I, I mean, 
oh, what's a good example? I mean, like the, the Martian or like other movies that have come right, out that are, are extremely are, white cast. It, it's a white cast where yeah. none of the characters are having something spoken about mm-hmm. them. Or if it's about, I mean, I don't know. I think I think La La Land is so much about this love story. And it's so and it's so macro and it's micro and it's so specific in its scope that the the message that it's saying I don't think needs to apply to whiteness or it needs to apply to blackness or it I think it applies to everybody. I think it's a universal I think it applied generally to what it's like to be in in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles today. Struggling today. Today. And and as an artist. As an artist in general. And I'm an artist, um, you're an artist. Emily isn't really an artist, are you? No, not really. But we are creating things and we are trying to get ourselves out there. So it, it is also kind of that struggle. And being in Los Angeles is a heightened reality to some people. I wouldn't say that it is for us because we live here and we've lived here our whole lives. Yeah, yeah. But we, you know, if you came into this movie thinking this is the way that Los Angeles is, and that was like a lot of why I really like this movie because like the opening number takes place where you're merging onto the 110. Like you, yeah. you can't even like... You know exactly you know it. where it's... that is, and you know exactly what it's like to be stuck in traffic like that. But, like, it could be from somewhere else. Like, somebody who's watching this in the middle of the country may not feel that way, you know? And it's like, how do you how well, do you connect to people that way? I mean, what I thought was nice is that it didn't really pick up. It picked but up it very subtly. But it kind of subtly. stereotyped us. Exactly. In a but way. It pick, but it, I think it did it in, in a very subtle way of, I mean, you, you, you see it in that party sequence with the 80s cover band and with the oh, screenwriter. Oh, someone in the crowd. I love this. Well, with, so yeah, oh, someone in the crowd. I mean, that's, I think, a beautiful, nuanced way of depicting that L.A. stereotype about the superficiality of mm-hmm. this, of La La Land. And it and I think it was, it was really nice because it showed that you can be another face in the crowd, but that there are people paying attention to those faces. Emily, what did you think of that, uh, that party scene with the, with the 80s band? Uh, hmm. I mean, it's not really a scene that popped out to me, except for, of course, the 80s band, which is always awesome. Yeah. But. Like the pool party and everything. I really like the Someone in the Crowd song, where she yeah. basically, she goes to the bathroom and then she walks out and they're basically, basically doing the mannequin challenge around her. And then she's like, she's like walking through. I thought that was the best. <laughs> I think that was the most. And then it jumps into the pool and it spins around, you remember? And then the fireworks. Yeah. It was just like. Really big. I think that was the best shot and part then, of the movie. And then I her, the most well her shot. car gets towed, and uh, you know it's like yeah, and that no parking sign was great because that's basically like our lives. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the, this I, when you think about film about a director choosing exactly what what the audience gets to see, I think that this is a, a complete triumph in that. I mean, he show so meticulously every single thing that the audience was supposed to focus on whereas i think some people don't give it as much thought but it's that's the thing that in does that's the thing that tarantino does it's it's if you put that much thought into what the audience gets to see and exactly when and you and you execute it successfully i think it's that's what good direction is emily are you okay yeah i'm i'm just I'm, sorry i'm talking i'm a lot. very tired it's fine. I really don't feel like talking a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you have a really long day? I just really got barely any sleep, and we had to move in here while it was pouring. We're and... in another house, by the way. We're in another person's house. Yeah. This is the second time 
yeah, we're, we're like intruding on somebody else's house while doing our podcast. No, while I'm living here, it's basically my house. Yeah, I'm house sitting. Can you drink their alcohol? No, I don't know if I they don't have know any. about that. There's like a they bottle. There's do. like an f- almost finished bottle of prosecco in the fridge. Uh, <laughs> That's you all should I be know. able to drink that. That's I gonna go bad. Not that I want to. I'll it's okay. It. They're coming back on Tuesday. Well, that's, like, still, like, five days from now. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> it's not really my cup of tea. Oh, I like it. I'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink I'll drink their Prosecco. Anyways, I wrote down some highlights of this movie. I thought I really liked the homage. I liked the, their theme. They had, like, a theme with that song. And yeah, I thought that was a beautiful musical theme. That was very, yeah. And... Just song. you know the the song just that the, they their their theme their their the, jazz that he played on the do, piano. Do, 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 do. Oh, that one. Do, do, and then do, do, just do, do, like the the pain at the end of that movie with the flashback was very distressing. Like you're watching it and you're like, I really hope this is real. I really hope this is real. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, it turns out it's not, and she actually made the wrong choice. And but you know like is it a wrong choice? That's the thing. I I I don't. It's about like it's about being famous. It's about but it's not necessarily that. No, I think it was just you choose your career career paths. What's career over relationship? And they should have done that because that was their dream. Well, that's what that's what actors and actresses do. That's that's what I'm gonna have to do. It may not just be being a actor. It could be being an you know, an engineer or something where yeah, it takes you I into mean, somewhere else and, and the person that you're with won't follow you there, you know? Well, it's not about won't. It's about, I mean, can't. I mean, it, it, and Ryan Gosling's character says it himself. When you do this movie, you got to give it all you got. Yeah. And that means not... No, no relationship, That means nothing. you that your career needs to take the number one place in your life, which I, as an actor, can completely relate to No, that. and I totally thought that... I mean, that's why I broke up with Christy. This is, this is why people reason. break up. This is why actors and actresses just fall apart because they don't get to see each other. When Leonardo so DiCaprio is, dates woman after woman after woman after woman. Everybody Victoria's dates. Secret model Everybody Victoria's just, Secret model. You know, it, it would, seemed like a lot of... And that's why I think maybe it'll win the Oscar because so many people have been in this situation who are in the like the academy as mm-hmm. a whole they probably think that's exactly what happened to me and my first wife or that's exactly what happened to me and this girl and blah 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 blah, yeah. blah well, over I mean, and over again you know what i mean the idea that you know i mean i'm sure people are going to relate to this movie in, in film and entertainment and as a whole because it, it's it seems like it's a fact about la about that you you look at it as like this bright place of palm trees and 75 degree winters where anything can happen and it's all about who you meet and you can meet somebody and your life can change and one audition can give you millions of dollars but in reality you know it's it's not like that but it's not no and it didn't really explore that so much even though they filmed in our hometown oh, I, I think they did explore <laughs> that a lot i think that that was like a huge part of the movie of i mean my favorite i think my favorite scene in the movie was the dinner scene between Ryan Gosling and the jazz club. No, the dinner scene where he surprises her. Oh yeah. Um, And it's it's the longest scene of the movie. There's tension between them, obviously. Um, So, and it's just, it's, it's the moment when all of the expectations are broken and it's the most truthful that they are to each other. I think in the entire movie, it is, it is the most 
It is the most oddball scene of it because it's the slowest, it is the most drawn out and the most tense part of the movie. And I think it is, it, it's, it's a absolutely brilliantly written scene. I concur. That's all you have to say? I mean, I wasn't talking about my favorite scene next. What? I mean, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. I concur. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought that was a really good scene. But my favorite, my favorite scene was actually Emma Stone's song at her audition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was tearing up mm -hmm. at that part because it was like, because I liked it because all throughout the movie, she was kind of like doing this really light, breathy singing. And then she finally like belts. And it actually sounded, like, really good. I mean, I liked her, like, I liked her very natural-sounding, breathy voice mm -hmm. during the entire movie. But then I really liked how she just, like... Yeah, and the story that she's saying about was really nice. Because you're wondering what happened to her aunt when she talks about her aunt getting her into movies. And you're like, well, clearly this person is not around anymore. Mm -hmm. And she sings about that, and she's like, she burned very bright, very fast, and then fell off the face of the earth. You know, like, it was just, like... Mm -hmm. That is probably something a lot of people do, and a lot of people can know people like that. And um, it was really sad, I thought. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What and was your favorite scene? Me? Oh. Um, I think I liked when they were dancing over the City of Stars, and um, when they were dancing in the the first dance that they did together mm -hmm. when he walks her back to her car it was great i think i liked that one best because i liked it it really connected to um singing, singing in the, the rain, rain. When, yeah. when they're doing their tap dancing together and that was like really like a duet tap dancing kind of thing like the way that he does it in the movie the, the one the one dance scene that reminded me heavily i mean that one reminded me of singing in the rain too mm -hmm. but the one where the one that they were walking through what definitely looked like a paper set and yeah. then like all these random extras just came out started dancing this reminded me of that that was during their like at the end sequence right when they were reacting i believe so yeah towards yeah. the end that was and that made me think set. of that one like exaggeratingly long yes gotta dancing. dance yeah. gotta dance gotta dance yeah that one <laughs> that one yeah and i was like oh my God. i definitely thought about that yeah. one too and that yeah. was like the most unnecessary like thing in in singing in the rain but it's also so great well i was telling emily after we saw the movie that um what I, I read that Damien Chazelle wanted everybody to be in the spirit of, you know, those old movies and singing in the rain. And, and that big so, picture that she had of the... Exactly. Uh, and who so, was it, the actress? Uh, who, it wasn't Grace Kelly, was it? No, no it, it was, was someone else. It was, the um, lady from Casablanca, no? It, I, don't, I don't remember. Was that on the wall. Oh. Yeah, oh, anyways, a huge face on the wall. Well, what I was saying, though, is what, he, what Damien Chazelle did during the filming of this movie is that every single night on set... Uh, at the end of the day, he would have a screening of an old 1940s, 1950s no movie. No way. And, they, and the entire cast and crew would get together and they'd all watch it. Oh my. That's, and, and I tell you, it's effective. Oh, you look at Ryan man. Gosling and I mean, at all his movements. Yeah, he's very uh, it's he is, he is uh, Clark Gable. Yeah. He is, I mean. Especially uh, when he danced Charlie with that lady Chaplin. on Hermosa Pier. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's 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 in his <laughs> body, and that's the mark of a good actor is when they can look at that and look at at all of the characters and all of the movements and bodies that he is taking after. It's and 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 he incorporates it, I think, beautifully. 
I mean, my only issue with Ryan Gosling is that his voice isn't that great. He doesn't sing that much in in the movie. No, which is he kind doesn't. of upsetting. And I wish they didn't really have like a duet. I think the like, problem is I think is, it's because he's not a very but good singer. I think he sang through his piano playing. Yeah, sure. I think that that, that was, was his. A good, that was that very was Damien Chazelle's solution when they were singing it. together. I at imagine the piano. that he wrote more songs because this began. I mean, when he was in college writing, and um, you know, he wrote this. He wrote the score with his his. Uh, composer friend who he was at Harvard with and they wrote the entire musical um, to be done on stage in the you know like five years ago when he was still in school it was very stagey and um, oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. but um, I mean I, I, I think that that was definitely something that probably had to be adjusted because Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are so perfect for that movie but they're not the strongest singers True. and so I the, think the, yeah but you know what I think that 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 was an issue that they that Chazelle saw and was like you know what I'm not going to make it an issue and so he made them shine in every other possible way and he made the song speak for themselves and I, I thought they were the lyrics were incredible yes which by the way were done by this Broadway composer duo right now um, and they just they just did Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway. Have you heard of this? No. It's got the guy who's um, it's got Ben Platt in it. He's he was in Pitch Perfect, mm-hmm. and um, they also did this musical called Dogfight, which um, uh, was a really big, really big show. They're really good right now. Yeah, yeah. And they did all the lyrics. Yeah. Well, they did all the lyrics, and then Justin Hurwitz is the guy who did the. Uh... Well, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. Any uh, anything else we want to say about this movie? Do we? I have I have literally thousands of things. To I say mean, about you Lauren. really love this movie. I can tell. I, I mean, I really like this movie too. But I feel like I Emily and I really need to see the other Oscar films. Oh, I do year. too. I mean, I I got to see Moonlight. I got to see. Uh, yeah, I think we fences. should definitely do a separate podcast once we've seen most or all of the films, and maybe do like a predictions one. Yeah, that would be really good. I think good. that'd be cool because I definitely don't want to make any decisions till I've no, seen it's really hard way more movies. No, this was very polished. I obviously think it was one of the best movies of the year. Like, it really was. It was a really good movie. It was extremely well done. And some yeah. of the stuff that I took from it, because I, once I found out that the director of Whiplash made it, I kept comparing it to Whiplash just in terms of, like, editing and, yeah, Paul, you got you got to put oh, that sorry. somewhere. Not on the bed. Um, so I definitely kept comparing it to Whiplash because I loved Whiplash. Yeah, that was really tense. It was so intense, and some of the comparisons that I, that I thought of were, like, how Damien will take kind of a simple plot and make it this very intense, passionate, like, very emotional story. Like, very dramatic, too. And a lot of it is through editing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Editing, like, some of those loud, like, the, the, when they were just, when she was just listening to him play for the first time in the, in the, in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then, and then she's, like, finally tying in how she first saw him. And, like, it just goes from, like, beautiful jazz to, like, blaring horn. Yeah. And how it's so loud. The camera work and mm -hmm. the editing. The camera work and the editing is what creates this. And you, I mean, you think that really, like, it can be attributed to those two things directly. I mean, yeah. maybe his his dialogue is good, but that is not what is the no, problem. No, no, no. And you really see this movie, and you're like, that. I really feel something about this because of the snappy editing and and the the motion. Absolutely. With, I with mean, the film. Uh, one of my favorite shots of the movie just is is the is in the first fifteen minutes of it, 
and it's you see Emma Stone as a barista and I think that this this scene is a perfect example of like really strong filmmaking you see her behind the counter you see a woman walk in and you don't see her face you don't see her face no you just see her ask for a, a coffee a latte or whatever it is and uh the manager comes in and she goes it's on us. yes uh, and then the manager says it's on us and she says no i insist and emma stone's face as she walks out and walks into the the car without any knowledge of she's a famous actress emma stone wants to be the famous actress she's jealous she wishes all of it is in 10 seconds of filmmaking yeah and that's that's just that's exactly what happens in Juno mm-hmm. with like this the fingernail scene. Yeah, it's definitely. incredible filmmaking. It's it's, it's you telling get story. So much you get from so much information, so and it's not just the writing. It's not just the camera right. work. Yeah. It's not just the acting. It is all of all it. of it. Yeah, yeah, it's the editing. It's the just compact filmmaking that is saying so much in such little time. Exactly. And that's what I think Chazelle's so good and at. And that's what every scene does in this movie. Yeah, and I mean, he does it in Whiplash too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's... Uh, the... Even if the story is simple, you you understand the people. And mm-hmm. you get layers and layers of these people within every single scene that you're watching with them. And just because it's so specific. Also, locations really... I mean, you know, locations are important. But mm-hmm. I think in this movie, they picked every perfect L.A. location for this movie. You yeah. know, it only was, the best, only the best. Hermosa, I mean, Hermosa, Hermosa, only the best. Beach. Well, it's just like the our the, home, man. The colors of the pier, yeah. You know, with the and, sunlight, but we can. But we've seen, you know, like we have experienced this, and we know what it feels like to be on the pier at sunset. We know what it feels like to be in that kind of place mm-hmm. where it's so gorgeous every single day. And and I think we we really appreciate it, obviously. And so it's like seeing it on the screen and being like you know, wow, I live there. Like, it Mm -hmm. just gave me so much pride. Like, this is where I live, this is where I grew up, and this is, like, my home, you know? And everything about this film is, like, people see it and they think, oh, this place is gorgeous and it's it's really, you know, it's really breathtaking. We also have layers of terribleness here, but that wasn't shown in the movie, obviously. It's all about, like, what it's like to be the, you know, the big, flashy Hollywood star and everything. definitely probably a bit more glamorized like i mean you you know that you know like five girls living in one apartment a very nice apartment i might add oh yeah man. they probably could not afford that oh, no. of course that not is... but it, even, I, even I, with I five the of them that, living i get in the there. feeling that you know it, the other girls were a little rich maybe probably. they did look pretty I mean, rich and they did get invited to really like high-end they were pretty yeah. pretty and skinny so that yeah. means they're rich <laughs> or yeah, I mean, yeah. generally. Well, I mean, even both. I mean, that's they're both like living in that area of Calif- of Los Angeles is expensive. Oh I yeah, mean, the hills. That's uh, like living in, like, in New York. Yeah, and I mean, they're both. If they can all, if they can afford to live there, whew, they're doing all right. They're doing okay, which means they probably got some rich parents, and they're white. So there you go. That's well, you know, one of them was like Latin. Barely. <laughs> I know, barely. She was British. <laughs> barely. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a fantasy. It's, it's a fantasy. Yeah, well, it's also just very fantastical. Yes. Well, they weren't working. It's, I mean, it's funny. You just. I mean, yeah, I'm assuming as a barista on the Warner Brothers lot. I mean, yeah. you're, you're not making enough money to live in that apartment. No. I don't think so. Even as a full time job. 
but it's funny because i mean he really sacrificed that though for like that that specific apartment with the colors and mm-hmm. all the decorations and all of the it was just like so perfect for his yeah, that, that green in the back of his... well they each each room had a different color and all of those colors were like perfectly featured yeah but you never know i mean he maybe he rented out that apartment just to film him <laughs> and repainted all of it i definitely thought ryan gosling's side was a lot more maybe because you know his apartment wasn't as nice it wasn't you know yeah i mean and he come lived to think of it like of ryan a... gosling's side and like his story was definitely a bit more realistic than emma stone's because like yeah, cause, yeah. Like, whenever it she definitely was. like you know ryan gosling was like wearing a lot of dark clothes he was very like dark and not very colorful and then whenever you got to emma stone like all her her friends were wearing these bright colored dresses the apartment was bright colors mm-hmm. everything looked so like fake on her side yeah yeah and then everything seemed more real on ryan gosling's side and then when they got together he became the like he was well you famous. know what it is i mean the, the the really beautiful thing about that was i think is in the beginning emma stone fully relies on what people think about her mm-hmm. whereas he, ryan gosling doesn't care And then the tables really quickly turn. Yeah. Because in order for Ryan Gosling to survive, he has to care about what people think about him. And in order for Emma Stone to fully stay true to her art and And to make a play and and everything, do the things she wants and show herself off, she has to be her, which means not caring about what other people think. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it, it really changes. And it's that's kind of what tears them apart a bit. Yeah. Because. I mean, and I can relate to that, too. It's just, it's really still crazy how much of being an actor depends on what other people think about you. And people have to like you. They do. And it's, it's, they have to like your beautiful alien face, like, like well, Emma Stone. Well, tell you what, though, I mean, I think that's a difference between New York and L.A. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, I, I know, I knew as an actor that going to New York was going to be a better place for me because their talent goes a lot farther than... A pretty face. That's true. Yeah. If you true. have a pretty face here and you're not mm-hmm. that talented, you have just, just as, as good many of a chance. Choices. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. And Look at all the kids on do. Glee. And that's the thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, exactly. Look at all the kids on Glee. They're all and, just gorgeous and they have like no talent. Well, it's also really interesting too because like I think it especially and I think this film got it right because if you're a woman, it doesn't even matter if you have a pretty face. Yeah. Yeah. Because in LA, there's going to be 5,500 girls. That have that same face and are doing the same thing. Or are prettier. Yeah. Yeah, or are prettier. And you know, I really do like when when Ryan Gosling goes and gets her at her house and she says, everybody looked, you know, who's going to be, I'm not Mm -hmm. important, I'm not special. And he goes, you are special. You are special. You're special to me. You're special. And she really, he really picks her up and she, she goes to that audition and she makes it. But what if she hadn't make it, you know? What, what would, what would she do? She would just, would she give up? Well, that was the point of the, the song, Will Sutter. Yeah. It was the, here's here's to the mess that we make, here's to... Yeah. And it was it was very... I really liked that he went and got her and it was... Of course he did. I mean, I mean of course perfect. of course he did. And it was, you know... It, it, I really felt that they're not coupling and being together and going in it for the long haul. That was so distressing to me like it was distressing Mm -hmm. I felt the same way I felt at the end of Rogue One because I was like so upset that they didn't that they didn't end up together and and I was like well you know again it's the same thing where I was just distressed because I knew that was reality and I was like well that's probably what was gonna happen like I'm not saying like life isn't a fairy tale it's not it's it's a 
it's messed up things don't go the way you want them to people break up and and that is the way that life is and it's just like it really hurts man (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and i really liked the ending though i thought it was was very good encapsulated everything really well i thought that 15 minute sequence in the end of, of of the entire alternate reality i thought was just absolutely excellent just so precise up until i mean even that just in the middle that just beautiful horn uh solo and then it goes right into them watching the movie of their home videos uh, and, uh, of, of them having stop a child it, it just reminds just... me of the end of whiplash where just <gasps> yeah. like all these feelings exactly so it's many that's feelings. exactly right yeah all these good. emotions oh my god the ending of whiplash oh <laughs> i love You're, that movie i, I know watch it, again. it is really good so distressing yeah <laughs> the whole movie is so distressing so as much as i really enjoyed la la land of course my favorite movie of all time is singing in the rain so i really can't <laughs> i kind of got to choose singing in the rain over over la la Naturally. land but yeah and then and just because just because it's the same director you got to rate his movie so far i loved whiplash a whole lot more just because god i was it I takes was, you on I a really different ride. I was terrified in that movie. Yeah, it yeah, takes you on a really different Simmons, ride. I felt so bad that J.K. Simmons had such a minuscule role. Like, he was funny, but like... Oh, in La La Land? Like, but like, he was so amazing in Whiplash. Well, Why? I, yeah. He could he could have given his part to anyone. That movie Why did so, you have to give it to J.K.? There's so well, much anxiety in that movie. Oh, my like, God. Well, I think really the best part about Whiplash is J.K. Simmons. I think that's kind of the different thing. Well, the and, difference and Miles. They, yeah, they're they're but, so great together. They, it's, and yeah, like, just... The how J.K. pushes him so and how strong. Miles will just give up everything to be the best drummer ever. Mm-hmm. He'll like, he'll, he'll basically oh, give was... up all feeling in his hands. He'll give up like his yeah, girlfriend. He'll give up everything. Get in a car accident for it. He get got a, it. He, get he in got a car accident for he, it. He just, oh man. And then just how J.K. totally screws him at the end, but then but then Miles, oh, but but then Miles just like he makes pulls it, through at the end. Just, oh my but God. no, like you're never gonna reach. It's an unattainable goal. It was it was like it's like a you know he says yes in the end of that movie, but you know it, I uh, it's so intense. I know it's very intense. I loved it so much. <laughs> but anyways, I guess uh, just some parting words about La La Land we'll just say that we really enjoyed it and I do hope it wins I, I would you know I hope it wins something I, I, I don't know it's what gonna yet it's going to win something I don't know what yet I, <laughs> I, I need to see what other movies are out there and that are contending but I hope it wins it'll well, win something it'll win like I, I hope it wins something. something I don't know what yet but I <laughs> no. hope it wins hope it wins something yeah alright well thanks for listening to our podcast um, you can find us at facebook.com slash I'll buy the popcorn and soundcloud.com slash allbythepopcorn. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, please review us. Anything would be nice. We would love your Hopefully feedback. nice feedback, but if not, that's okay too. <laughs> or any suggestions about what you'd like to hear? Yes, that's true. Because the more you talk about us, the more we'll go up in the in the ranks. So yeah, that would be really nice. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Anything else you guys want to say? Make it a great week. I'm just kidding. That's a, that, that's someone else's. Make it a great week. <laughs> that's a, that, that's someone else's tagline. I can't say that. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, bye, everybody. Peace out.